KMAY Abraham Lincoln Capital Airport Studios. It's Ray Lytle. Now it's time. Greg Bishop and the Council Round. Guess how long the meeting was last night, Ray? Boy, it's got to be. It's getting close to Christmas. I'm thinking like a half hour. <laughs> right? <laughs> Wouldn't they just want to pull uh, it off? Three hours and 53 oh minutes. Oh, my God. I listened to it this morning. What could they have to talk about for three hours and 53 minutes? I listened to it this morning on double speed. So the player uh, on my phone allows me to speed things up yeah, and kind sure. of listen to it. Not with a higher tone, but it just, you know, it talks really fast and yeah. kind of choppy. Um, so I was able to listen to the whole thing, Ray, in two hours. Is Joe McMahon been less annoying in sped up time? No, here's oh. what, here's, here's what, uh, here's what went down. So uh, let's start with roll call. Clerk, if you please call the roll. Alderman Santa. Here comes Santa Claus. Here Every comes Santa Claus. Here year. comes Santa Claus. Oh, there's nothing more annoying than that. Now, uh, Alderman McMiniman did not out Santa Claus this year as he did well, um, a while back. Yeah, I remember when he did that. It was a yeah. couple years ago, last year or a couple years ago. That was just, uh, that, was, that was pretty uh, pretty bad. Um, whenever Alderman McMiniman did that. Uh, where do we do we have that? I think we do have that. Yes, we do. We have that clip. Thank you, former city engineer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was so disappointed. Like, oh, you outed him. Oh, that was back in uh, 2012, Ray. Oh wow, that was that long ago. That was that long ago. Thank you, former city engineer. Oh. <laughs> Six years ago. Anyways, all right. So uh, here we. <laughs> Everybody was. Everybody was so disappointed. <laughs> Thank you, former city engineer. They should have thrown a shoe at him. Or tomatoes. They should have given yeah. him a good tomatoing. Uh, all right, for, back to last night. That's a good thing. That's what I'm trying to bring, a little cheer to everybody here. Uh, if you could state your lot. name and address for the council, we'd appreciate it. <laughs> I think that earns you some coal. Santa Claus, <laughs> North Pole, Earth. <laughs> so Santa Claus was there uh, handing out treats and coal to people who deserved it. Uh, I don't know who got coal, but uh, Alderman Donnellan actually had a very, very good um, question, uh, or at least a demand of Santa. So, um, Santa, if you're going to bring coal, can you give us a deal on the cost of transportation? <laughs> <laughs> That's raised what we call foreshadowing. Yeah, that's pretty good. We'll talk about uh, transporting coal and how much it's going to cost and try to get a resolution to that whole deal between... McLeod and, and Beelman it trucking. It was taken care of, right? <clears throat> well, they, they had accepted one contract. They accepted it, but they hadn't yet approved it through the city council. Yeah. So we talked about it uh, the week before, and uh, we'll get to the resolution of that. Uh, but last night also, uh, the inspector general, Roger Holmes, he uh, provided his quarterly report to the city council. Uh, I believe he had five different reports. I'm not going to go through them all. Um, however, just to give you a brief review, there was a report about a resident saying he was being targeted by the city. He investigated that and said it was unfounded. There were um, reports of a hostile work environment at CWLP because somebody chest bumped somebody else. 
Uh, and then somebody shoved somebody else and said, if you touch me again, I'll, you know, choke the living snot out of you or something along those lines. Good um, Lord. So the accusation was a hostile work environment. Holmes said he investigated that and found that the two were still working together. And the fact that they were still working together uh, didn't appear to be a hostile work environment. So he dismissed that one. There were also several allegations of nepotism uh, stemming from Mayor Langfelder. One of them was because Mayor Langfelder hired his sister to be the communications director. And right. Holmes said that's been beat to death. People have looked into this. It's, yeah. And she's been praised as doing an excellent she's job. Doing a, she is doing a really good job. Uh, yeah. So he put that to rest. Uh, there was another nepotism charge leveled against the mayor. Uh, where Holmes said uh, <laughs> the individual that they thought uh, was hired because of nepotism uh, had actually been there for 30-plus years, longer than the mayor's been mayor. So so Holmes dismissed that one as well. Uh, ultimately, all the, the various things uh, that Holmes talked about, he said, were unfounded, and he wrapped up his presentation. All right, thank you all, and Merry Christmas. I don't have gifts to give you, but that would probably be a violation I would need to investigate myself. So uh, we will leave it at that. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Very good. Very good. All right, uh, on to zoning. There was um, various zoning things. I thought that zoning was going to be the reason the meeting was so long, but it actually wasn't. Uh, zoning was the shortest part of the meeting. Um, but there was an issue about uh, video gaming machines. Uh-oh. And a couple of, uh, you know, requests for video gaming machines. And for people who aren't aware, Springfield's considered one of the largest gambling jurisdictions probably in the country. We are the largest gambling jurisdiction in Illinois. Let's get some sports gambling in this town. When it comes to slot machines and video poker. Um, So there was one uh, set of ordinances for more slot machines and video pokers with uh, with one place. And Alderman McMiniman raised concerns that he wasn't going to vote for it. Uh, and then I believe you've got uh, Alderman Tylen here talking about some of his concerns. That it was intended to help restaurant and restaurants and bars that were struggling. It was not intended to create all these miniature gaming parlors all over the place. And I believe that was the intent of the ordinance at the time, was to make sure that it was helping the, the entities that were struggling instead of creating a new entity. He's right. I remember that conversation when yeah. they first started this. It was a lot about... We need to help out these small mom-and-pop shops that are hurting because of the economic downturn. Yeah, it was also a lot about the tax money we could yes. bring in from doing it. And putting it towards uh, infrastructure yeah. and whatnot. Uh, Alderwoman Turner uh, chimes in. And go. If the issue is that um, Alderman McMenamin doesn't feel that there should be another video parlor within a certain proximity of three others, then that's a whole separate issue than um, the one that's at hand. Yeah, and, and she talked a lot about how we shouldn't be punishing one business that's already in in place for wanting to move to a different location. Uh, and that was part of what was in front of them last night. I think ultimately they approved that, and then they uh, quickly got out of zoning. Uh, so now on to, um, you know, full, full business after a uh, lengthy presentation, uh, which uh, we're going to be talking about renewables. Renewable energy, Ray. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, remember last year we had the the Energy Authority, T-E-A? They kept saying T. Yes. Remember that? Well, they were back. Oh, boy. And they talked about, you know, the, all the, the benefits of renewables and how uh, renewables are now, you know, they used to be more expensive back in the day, Ray. Uh, it was expensive to get solar panels and wind We need farms. to bring down the cost. Right. Well, T-E-A says the cost is down now. And it's important to start uh, diversifying the city's energy portfolio. 
Uh, but then the conversation really started up. So we have T coming in tonight to do uh, basically an update on the integrated resource plan. The integrated um, resource plan includes buying more renewables. Uh, what about uh, Alderman Hanauer? What, what do you what do you say to these suggestions of uh, buying more renewables? I'm not opposed to going out for an RFP on that. I, I, I just am. We just got out of a wind contract that cost the city to rate pairs 130, 100, what 130 or 135, 135 million dollars. <laughs> For wind, but more than anything, we should <laughs> for for this. So we're paying 130 million dollars for something that uh, nature provides for free. But more than anything, uh, we should be able to terminate the contract at the city's discretion, bar none. And and I think we're out of that contract now, but it still cost ratepayers 135 million dollars because I, I we weren't able to get out of it. I understand it's going to cost money to convert the free stuff to energy, but. Right. For God's sake. Alderman McMiniman jumping in here. Just as we can say, if we know now what, if, if we could have known back then what we know now about the ever-lowering price of wind power, Doug Brown said, well, if we knew back then what we know now about coal-fired plants, we would have never built the coal-fired plant, which was a billion-dollar spending decision. So uh, any alderman that gets up here and bangs their horn and says that was a $130 million debacle, you know, someone else can say that was a billion-dollar coal-fired debacle. <laughs> Toot his own horn, huh? <laughs> debacle, Ray. Yeah. He's, he sounds outraged. Debacle. Don't... So if you're going to get up here and, uh, you know, bang on your own horn. <laughs> if you're going to be at all of it, it's going to be up there. If you're going to get up here and uh, pontificate and beep on your own drum, <laughs> bang on your horn, beep on your drum. Unbelievable. Uh, Alderman Tylen, uh talks about some of the old contracts and some of the old projects. and. But the projections at the time were that this was going to be a moneymaker for Springfield. And there was even discussion of going bigger. Oh, boy. And... The construction was held up over the wind contract, and we ended up in what turned out to be ultimately a bad one. Not saying that renewables aren't the future and that some of these contracts could be beneficial, but I echo what Alderman Hanauer said of not letting us get locked into something that could be long-term damaging to the utility. And then Mayor Langfelder getting into this. The wind contracts didn't cost the utility nothing. It costs the ratepayers anything. $135 million. So we're not going to go down that road. Uh, so that's one of the analysis that has to be done by CWLP uh, management uh, with regards to that because you have to look at the total cost of providing electricity and driving down that cost element for our ratepayers. So um, ultimately, you've got the energy authority there after this long presentation about, yes. oh, it's, you know, we need new renewables. We need to diversify your portfolio. And he said, um, well, things are getting cheaper, but also there's a time crunch because the feds are offering tax credits. Um, so, for instance, the 30 percent um, uh, investment tax credit for a solar developer, they get 30 percent tax credit from the federal government if they develop a project. Um, they have to have a safe harbor, essentially shovel in the ground by the end of 2019 in order to get that, that tax credit, but the project doesn't have to be in service until 2023. Mm -hmm. And so when, when we talk about timing is of the essence, it really is the end of 2019 that there are some things that will impact ultimately that price. So they spent a lot of time on that last night, a, uh, good, a good hour plus. On renewable energy. On renewable energy. 
and what the plan is moving forward. You're going to hear a lot more about this, of course, as they do find out what kinds of renewables they're going to do. And uh, well, we got we got sun, we got sun, we got wind. Yeah, we got water too. We got water. Oh, hmm. can't think of any more renewables. Um, but we also have the ever reliable coal. Yes. How do they get that coal there, Greg? Um, well, Ray, we'll talk about that coming up. Uh, we'll also hear from at least two citizens addressing the council, one asking for um, a paycheck, one talking about cow flatulence. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll uh, have a wonderful just um, a pre-Christmas council roundup uh, finishing up here soon, so stay tuned. I right, don't go anywhere. More council roundup coming up in just a second. Giving you live, local, 20 a.m. WMAY. More Council Roundup! So, still to come, a lot from uh, last night's four-hour-long meeting, including citizens addressing the council. Uh, but we'll also get into uh, the conversation that they had last night about the $22,000 sunrise sign. That the city bought. Oh, boy. Aldermen uh, were not happy. So we'll get to that as well. Coming up next, we will uh, get to the conclusion of the fight over a $13 million coal transportation contract. But first, here's um, here's a, a resolution to the ongoing uh, battle over 3 a.m. license for, what is it, uh, Bar None and yeah. the Gin Mill and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. We've heard about this for like three weeks now. How did it turn out? Pretty close vote. The ordinance passes six vote, seven voting yes, none voting no, and two voting present. So, oh, wow. Yeah, some people just weren't all about it at all. So I think. Um, but they didn't want to vote no. Yeah, right. Sissies. <laughs> Sissies. Either vote no or don't, or don't vote. Yeah. For present. Either vote or get off the pot. Yeah, sissies. God. All right. Uh, still a lot more to get to, Ray. Uh, we'll talk coal hauling. We'll talk uh, neon signs and Route 66. And we'll hear uh, from Daryl Harrell. Oh, I like hearing from Daryl Harrell. And a uh, uh, environmental activist and somebody who has a new moniker for CWLP. So stay tuned. All right. Uh, right now it's news time. Here's Greg Bishop in the WMAY News Center. With news you can depend on, why depend on us? And now back to the Council Roundup. We've got a lot left, Ray. Four-hour meeting last night. All right. Four flipping hours. Uh, so where were we? About to enter, I believe, uh, coal transportation for CWLP. Oh, that's right. So let's go ahead and uh, jump right into it. Where we've got uh, the whole issue between McLeod winning the bid and Beelman not winning the bid and being upset about it. Uh, here's Alderman Thailand. Corporation Council, is there any reason not to accept or to push back the bid that's in front of us to pass without putting, you know, I, I don't see a way, a reason compelling enough here legally to discard the bid. Corporation Council Zirkle said, well, it really isn't. Um, you know, there's some allegations of, of bias and whatnot. Yeah, it sounded like somebody who lost a bid got angry, and yeah. they came to the committee meeting last week. Mm. And by the way, and the week full, before, full disclosure, full disclosure. Sure. Let me say something. I did not know at the time when we were talking about it last week. Yeah. I found out this weekend. My brother works for McLeod. Oh. 
Okay. I didn't know that. You realize that. He knew he was a truck driver. I, I knew he was a truck driver. I thought he was driving he was. for ADM, and, right. and he was driving for ADM, but he was doing it through oh, McLeod. Yeah. And he told me this weekend, and when someone who worked at Beelman planned there was some conspiracy, listen, uh, I didn't know. It was an innocent thing. Now, that being said, I still totally agree with McLeod. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll hear but, from McLeod coming up. We haven't heard from them yet, so uh, we'll hear from them coming up. But Alderman McMiniman jumping into this. But we've got one bidder that's guaranteed us a price and the other bidder did not. I th we can't get into any legal trouble if we start the bidding process over again. Um, we can get into legal problems if we choose one bidder over the other and there are some discrepancies that eventually get pointed out. So that's why I'm going to be voting no if this is goes to passage tonight. Mm. Let's keep that in mind. Uh, Alderman Hanauer uh, was listening to the guy from Beelman uh, talk about this, that, and the other, and he started kind of trying to impugn some of CWLP's employees' character, and Hanauer wasn't having it. I don't want to get into a, a you know, a accusatory situation with our with our staff. That's I don't think that's fair to our staff um, to come out and accuse them of, of being biased or whatever i mean and keep in mind the, the bielman company presented something last week that was like 20 plus minutes long yeah right? uh, and, and all the roman turner is the chair of the committee of the whole really let them have uh, a good amount of time uh so after hanauer said we shouldn't be you know uh, attacking cwlp's employees uh the bielman guy started like going back to like 2005 and I'm trying to read headlines from the SJR from 2011, uh, and it's like, what is going on here? Uh, so he goes into old issues, and then Alderwoman Turner about, jumps we're in. Going back to 2005, 2011, I think the issue is the contract that's before us tonight. And 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 you will agree that I gave you a lot of latitude last week. She said, "Listen, let's keep it to the issue at hand." Yes. All right. Let's not uh, try to dig up old. Uh, you know, editorials from 10 years ago. Um, Alderman Hanauer back you're in. You're talking about the coal contract. I can tell you I know that stinking coal contract. Your your numbers are flat wrong. Just flat Alderman, wrong. Alderman all over really reacting to how long this has been drawn out. Yeah. And you lost the bid. Sorry. Right. Alderman DeCenso. Alderwoman DeCenso. Any competitive bidder that comes in here and proposes a resolution that's favorable to them is highly suspect in my purview. So I understand you're upset, um, but there is a process. It's the protest. If you think there is some shady business going on with the city, contact the inspector general. Anyone can do that. But I have to agree with Alderman Hanauer on this, that this is, a lot of this is extremely out of line. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not going to play all that uh, Beelman was saying, but it was just it was getting into, you know, territory that's impugning character. And, that's what I thought last week. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the aldermen are like, listen, there's a, an avenue for your protest. You can go to the inspector general who was just here earlier. Remember him? You know, Roger Holmes, go to the inspector general. Um, then you get the owner of McLeod up there to talk. Hi, Mark McLeod, McLeod Express owner. Um Ad address uh, 570 Country Club Meadows, Decatur. And I, you know what? I thought the bid was black and white and very clear. If the roles were reversed, you would have never heard from me. 
I know it was one of the closest bids I've ever been in, and I agree that fuel has been higher the last year than the last three years. The economy's been booming. Um, what, what to me, what it really comes down to, we spent half the time looking at the fuel. If uh, based on the today's current prices, we would rebate you back, the city of Springfield, about six hundred thousand dollars. And remember, this is the highest year of the contract. Oh, so yeah, keep that in mind. I mean, uh, McLeod's going to rebate back yes. money if the fuel's cheaper. And what I saw gas yesterday at like a buck ninety-two or something. Yeah. Uh, but that's you know regular. It's not diesel. Diesel's still more expensive. But uh, McLeod continues. We're, we're saying if fuel goes down, we're going to rebate you back money. He's saying he's going to keep it in his pocket. That's all I got to say. I appreciate the time. <laughs> Alderman Fulgenzi, he should have just dropped the mic, right? Yeah. Uh, Alderman Fulgenzi jumping in as well. So if the fuel stays low, they're going to make a lot of money for us. But if it goes up, we have no idea whether it is or it isn't. That's all conjecture. I know everybody says it's going to go up, but we really don't know. So I don't know how we can bid on what a future may bring. We don't know. It's not guaranteed. All right. So uh, everybody's been heard. Time for the vote. Yeah. The ordinance passes nine voting yes, one voting no. Who was that one? McMiniman. <laughs> Dude, we spent how much time? Three episodes. Three episodes. <laughs> how many hours? A lot. Of their time. Yeah. Unbelievable. $13 million contract. I get it. $13 million contract yes. is a big contract. But it's something that has to be done. We have to get the coal put into the plant so we can have yes. power. And we had a deadline at the end we of this month. We want to go with the one that's going to be cheaper. It makes sense. And there was a process. The bidding went out. Everything was seen. Full. The guy that lost the contract made a big complaint. That's what yep. took up all the time. Yep. Glad to put that to rest. Yes. Glad to put that to rest. All right. So, uh. Uh, unfinished business, new business. They're done. Now it's time to get to some other stuff. Uh, Alderman Hanauer wants to talk about a neon sign. Oh, boy. First of all, I guess congratulations on getting a sign. But could you kind of go over what, how this whole thing, or maybe Scott come up and go over how this whole thing went on? Um, Alderman Hanauer says, listen, we got a late notice right before the press got it. Uh, we've been hammered. People coming up to us saying all kinds of stuff. Uh, $22,000 for a sign. City blah, blah, money. Blah. Yeah. And they just raised hotel motel taxes last year. Matter of fact, the plan dates back 20 years to a 2020 plan. And Karen Nassera era, Nikki Stratton, Kim Rosendahl, they were looking towards a corridor on a 2020 plan. Actually, I think that plan might be in the mayor's office somewhere. It's all about Route 66 and the uh, centennial coming up. Uh, Scott Dahl, the tourism director. I really believe with the 100-year anniversary coming up for the uh, in 2026 for, the, for Route 66 that we need to be jumping on board. We're the original marketers of Route 66. We've been passed by through the years, and we need to up our game heading into that Centennial. He said there's an opportunity for Springfield to be the international home of Route 66 and for possible grant dollars to come our way leading up to 2026. So they're really pushing for this. Uh, and he said they had to move on the sign. They had to do it in a secret kind of fashion. We had to make a decision. There was no secrecy. We just didn't want to, for the bids to continue to increase if they knew that the CVB, the city of Springfield, was bidding on it. We were trying to keep it on the down low to keep the bidding down. I don't know who got the money for it. 
I've asked a thousand times. Nobody knows. Yeah. Um, then you got Alderman Redpath who uh, said, listen, we're getting beat up by taxpayers on this. Uh, we increased hotel motel taxes last year, and then you guys go out and buy a $22,000 sign with that increase. And Scott Dahl said, listen, it's not taxpayers' money in Springfield. It's out-of-towners who are paying the hotel motel tax. And uh, Alderman uh, uh, Redpath, rather, he 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 just didn't like this. And they'll steal the, the, ta- it's still the taxpayers' money of the city of Springfield, though, Scott. Okay. It's still their money, okay? They don't like it. They didn't like it at all. And you but know the what? visitors are paying. Let's make that clear. It doesn't the matter who's paying, paying for it. It still belongs to the city of Springfield. The city of Springfield, that's their money. And they didn't like it. Because every one of us aldermen took a beating on it. I guarantee you. Scott Dahl continues. I don't think anyone understands the impact that Route 66 has, especially on an international basis. So it's going back and forth, Alderman beating him up a bit, and then Alderman McMiniman jumps in. Scott, welcome to the horseshoe. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> he talks about how uh, Dahl really brings a new energy uh, to the office, and he's excited to see what happens in the future. <laughs> Just don't buy any more signs. Uh, yeah, just don't buy any more signs uh, uh, under the under the cloak of darkness. Um, but uh, Dahl says, listen, this is already working for CVB's ultimate goal, and that is to promote Springfield. He says he got a letter from a uh, Iowa uh, NPR radio station. And possibly Springfield tourism in general, as as the city would be a great weekend trip. They want to do an interview with him. And he's like, listen, we're already uh, we're out there. We're we're getting uh, oh noticed already because of this sign purchase. All that NPR. Oh yeah. Um. So both, Alderman, both listeners might come to town. <laughs> Alderman Redpath. And that's we're the go, problem we we're going into. into a, a lot of issue. different issues here, Scott. It's not just you. It's in other areas. And the mayor knows this. Mm-hmm. We got to start communicating. Well, we're, we communicate. really what we it can, comes we down. We can transport that to, uh, to our taxpayers, the people we represent. Yeah. Uh, getting a note here. Glenn Dillman owned the building and the sign. Okay. As I'm reading that off my watch. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the the intel there. Yeah. Greatly appreciate it. Um, all right. So they, they, they got it off their chest, right? They got it off their chest, letting people know that, uh, hey, taxpayers, we heard you were upset. We have conveyed our message to Scott Dahl and Scott Dahl. Listen, I get what they're saying. I get what everybody's saying all around. Uh, and it's one of those deals where they got to pull the trigger, right? What do you, I mean, ultimately, $22,000. Do you think it was well spent or? No, I think they could have gone to the guy who owned the building and said, hey, we'll give you five grand for it. That's what I think they could have done. I don't think they needed to go to auction to where we, I don't think we had to pay so much for it. But it's the owner's prerogative to get the most yeah, out of but it. Yeah, Dolls making it seem like we knew we wanted this way back yeah. when Hesera did it. Okay. So why even let it go to auction? Why didn't we go to them months earlier no. and say, hey, listen, we'll give you five grand for that sign. Even 10 grand. Mm-hmm. Hell, even 18. Don't let it go to auction. That's what I'm wondering. Well, and I think uh, what aldermen were more upset about wasn't just the spending. It was the surprise. You could have gone to the alderman and said, hey, listen, you could do it. I'm sure they could find a reason to do it in executive session. Yeah. I'm sure that they could have finagled a reason yeah. to do an executive one, session. One thing that uh, ultimately uh, could control this, though, is if they lower the contracting standards from 50000 to, like, 10000 Because yeah. this was underneath that threshold for where— So they Alderman didn't have to get it approved, it. yeah. Right. 
Um, so moving on now, just a couple of more things here. I can't believe we actually made it through the bulk of uh, this four-hour meeting. I it's want to hear Daryl Harrell. Yeah, Daryl Harrell gets up there, starts uh, reading off poverty rates, starts oh, reading right. off uh, illiteracy rates, and uh, then he makes a big ask of the alderman. Conclusion. Daryl Harrell is asking approval from the city council as of November the 1st, 2018 for $30 a day. $30 a day at times 365 days comes to be $10,950. Divided by 12 months is $912.50 a month. Divided by two weeks is $456.25. The reason for these, first responder at the Washington Street Mission first responder at the St. John Bread Line, and first responder at the, the Springfield Warming Center. Thank you. So he's essentially saying since he is there at these various places, he's a first responder to anything that breaks he's, out, he's, and he's, he should be paid pay for it. I'd vote for him over Tom Schaefer to be on that. <laughs> I, I know Chicago's teasing the idea of universal basic income. Yeah. So maybe Daryl can go up there and talk maybe to Maybe Daryl can help figure out what it's going to be. Yeah. Um, next up is Ann Logue, who is talking about the environment. In particular, she's got a problem with cow flatulence. Oh, we boy. heavily support reef production in this country. Cows, although a sacred part of our diet, has an enormous amount of methane being put in the air oh, in the gas that passes through their burps and their passing of gas. Carbon dioxide usually gets the blame for global warming, but methane is about five times more powerful when it comes to trapping heat in the planet. Dude, dude I remember oh, God's sakes, the, first time, the first time I ever heard about this, I was about six years old, and uh, my brother's girlfriend were sitting around the, the dinner table, and you know they're like 10 years older than me, and they look at me and go, do you know there are people out there who are upset about cow farts? I'm like, what? Yeah, they think that it's going to, you know, cause global warming. And I'm like, what? I just, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand that. Well, then, to this then, day, I still don't understand it. Then we should be uh, happy to be killing them, to eat them for Race, stage. you need to stop passing gas. All right? We're going to tax you if you pass gas. And we need to stop eating meat, too. Yeah. Uh, finally, James Johnson. We've heard from him before in the yes. past. He got up there and started talking about this, that, and the other, and and... Uh, you know, making allegations against various agencies. And then he had a new moniker for CWLP. Let me tell you this. Yes, James. Don't let them blow cold dust up your butt. Yeah, you don't want that to happen. CWLP stands for corrupt with lying people. Yeah, you got a question? For his food. <laughs> <laughs> corrupt like that. with lying people. <laughs> Thank you, James. Alderman didn't like that much. There you go. Four-hour council meeting all wrapped up in a bow. Happy Merry Christmas. That has been the Council Roundup. Stay tuned with Sports 411 next. Free spring.